He's Matt Kolsky. Uh, unbeknownst to you, Matt, we're, we're engaging in a uh, Minneapolis tradition today. Is that staying home from work because it snowed? Uh, no, it's finished this pod before it starts snowing. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so that will be our goal today. But, man, we got some challenge to discuss. We had two episodes, and I would say – we, one was really a seismic earthquake, obviously, in the, um, you know, in this season and in the narrative of this season. And I feel like we sort of have to start there with TJ's big twist, right? I think we should point out, even though it's a little embarrassing, that it is such a big twist that when we talked, knowing there was a twist coming... We dismissed it as too big of a twist for this season. Yeah, well, I I have a little bit of issue with the twist. It, it is, and, and I, that feels weird to me because I definitely think they needed to do a twist. Like, yeah, you needed to shake up this game in some way, right? Look, that was good. I, to me, if the show's called Ride or Die, like the one thing you can't do is break up the Ride or Dies, right? Like, well, I feel like that's. That's the one thing is that these people have to be pairs for the whole damn season, which is certainly something that we've seen before. Now, I'll grant you, obviously, in the second episode, that clearly the rider, I think they're still going to it's going to play a part. But I don't know. I had I had a little bit of an issue with them switching it up for that very reason. What did you think? I hear you, and I think that's valid, but I loved it because – while everything you just said is true, it's also meaningless, right? I mean, they just named the season whatever they wanted to name the season and paired people together, some of whom were clearly very serious ride or dies. Others, like Fessy and Mariah, seem to be disposable friends. <laughs> so, like... We did wonder about Fessy and Mariah a couple times during we the We did, season. and as it turns out, and now, look, he might be like this with any friend, but certainly with Mariah, he was like, oh, we're not teammates anymore? Tough luck for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and maybe, you know, maybe we're being hard on Fessy, but I feel like that would be true with every single person in this house with the exception of Casey. I feel right. like he would have screwed anybody else over. <laughs> I agree. And, and, and I think if we're honest, the only reason we believe Casey is an exception is because she is as strong a player as exists in the game. So he would never have a reason really to turn on her. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what? Maybe Nelson, because I definitely feel like Fessy feels like he owes Nelson one. Maybe. Little- maybe now that Nelson has has sort of not taken his payback. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't trust him to to not <laughs> no. screw Nelson over, and the proof is in the pudding on that one. Because <laughs> oh boy, did right, did did he screw uh, Mariah over? So I wanted to ask you, 
let's say it was you and me and we had to pick teams in this game. What what would your strategy for selecting players have been? Um, it's a good question. I I, I think it's a delicate balancing act because you you do want to like there are people you want to get and there are people you want to not get, right? Right, and See, so. I- all right, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I just think, I, you know, the way it went with um, Mariah getting second pick and picking Jordan, I don't think she had a choice because the other option is picking bananas and then you also get Anissa. And I think yeah, I'd I, rather, all things being equal, I would rather have Jordan and Nani than Bananas and Anissa, right? I think you – well, no, wait, no. So if you're Mariah and you pick Jordan, then – right, Anissa's going over the other team. Like, that's right, what, but you, you also you get – you end up with Nani. You're picking, you're picking, I think, right, the – in order of how you feel the greatest disparity, like the greatest delta That's right. between the two teammates are, which is why Casey's the absolute lock first pick, right? Yeah. but Because that's that's the A1 greatest disparity. And I, I, don't, I, I agree. Yeah. So, And the problem is once you're there, I think Mariah's just kind of screwed. Like it was a luck of the draw thing based on the way the, the, team, the teams split. Right, like once Fessy takes, um, takes Casey. If you're talking about like the Delta thing, like you just said, your choices really have to be between Jordan and Bananas, don't they? Like you're not going to take Devin and give them Tori. You're not going to yeah. take Nelson and give them Norris. I think I think I probably would have taken Bananas. Really? Uh, a A because uh not to, you know, I'm making out with bananas. Uh right. so the chemistry the chemistry is there. Yeah. And I need a consigliere. Yeah, right? but Jordan can do that. <laughs> I mean I guess yeah, Jordan can do that. He's but a I want dick, experience. Though. And then I think that I mean look, this is definitely hindsight uh now. But I think that you then have to Start thinking about size. You got to start thinking about size. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I felt bad for and, – and I th- see this is the problem. And this is where if there was a sort of experience advantage, that was what it was. That I think Fessy had played the entire draft out in his head. You know what I mean? Sure and I don't sure think Mariah <laughs> was capable of doing that. Not um, only that, he basically said it to her, right? He did. He's but like he was, also refused. You can get what you want, then you're going to give me all these other things, just right. so you know. Right. Yeah. And honestly, right up to the point where he said bananas, I still thought there was a chance he'd take Nelson. Yeah, there's a chance, but I think so, he knew. He knew no, I, I he did, and and Nelson and Reese, like, look, I think Nelson's having a great season, but I no, the gap uh, is not as big. You're right, like Nerese is someone you want on your team. That the problem said, is that. Mariah, all the ones you want on your team for Mariah are ladies, you know. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Uh, and I don't think there's just that, like, the ladies on on, Fe- on Fessy's team, right? Reach, she's sitting over there well, with I'll tell you what. and Anissa. Um, like, they're not soft. Like, her ladies aren't soft. So they're not soft. They're, soft. they're yeah. not soft, but they they all have their own weaknesses, right? Who's, and the if, other, who's the other lady? Oh, it's Casey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. You could make a case, right? So, and you know not only size right the experience as well right like you yeah but there's plenty of experience in in the guys on mariah's team right and i i don't know i to me it's devin basically laid it out right the their size and strength advantage is huge but mariah's team probably has a slight quickness and intelligence advantage now yeah i'm not Not sure that's that's yeah that's not where you want to be, but it's not totally hopeless. You know, and it's not like Fessy's team's a bunch of uh, uh, morons and rookies. Are you, well, it's a <laughs> lot of morons and rookies. <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely, but it is a lot. Like, let's just, I, I think, here it I is. Think, you know what? Here's the other thing is that the other thing I, where Mariah screwed up is like the last pick should have been Amber and Chauncey, right? Uh, like Mariah should have picked Chauncey instead of Devin. Like you've got no, no, like yeah, like I don't know. You take honestly, you take like Amber and Chauncey. There's not that's not an important distinction, right? Because Chauncey's the one, like unknown. You know what I mean? Like well, there's just I just think there are better assets to be had. Well, she took Amber, and, and that's a, right? That's what I mean. Taking Amber's a wasted. Oh, picks. so you think she should have taken Norris there or Tori? Yeah, or I probably Olivia? would take Tori. I don't know. Particularly, it's particularly since she didn't care about Devin. You she know probably what I mean? should have taken Tori. You're probably right about that. Because um, you would rather have Tori than Amber, or at least I would. Um, and right. Chauncey and would, have, be, I, would have added some strength. If, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Chauncey might be good. Chauncey, he's just he's he just a big be, question. Mark, yeah, we just right? don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? He's definitely he looked, big he and strong in the, in the event the, in this week's show, right? Yep. So. Uh, but uh-huh. just to get back to the uh, the big idiots thing, um, Fessy, Casey, Anissa, Bananas, Chauncey, again, an unknown, Nelson, Olivia, Tori. If that team got thrown in to do a puzzle, who are you picking to run that? Because I don't know. There's nobody good. Tori's terrible. Bananas is terrible at puzzles. Casey probably is who I'm picking to run the puzzle. Maybe. I, I would probably pick Anissa, but she's not like a puzzle star. You know, so I don't know. It, like I said, that's a slight advantage compared to the slight, strength right. advantage that that the Fessy's team has. So it's not great, man. It's not great. But I do think when um, Kenny gets eliminated, the team gets stronger. Right. And we've seen before that sometimes the smaller, tighter team with less weak spots can begin to gain an advantage. So, yeah. That's the best thing that happened to them was for them somehow to get Kenny down in there and that thing. You know what well, I mean? Well, and the way – Great, by the way. Like, like props tough. to Kenny. I don't – I'm not saying Kenny's a weakling. Just in – look, in this in this group, which is mostly down to exceptional people, he was the weakest. It, pretty clearly, I think. Right? Yes. You there know? are 16 players, and he was number 16. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could quibble about where Nani or uh, – Mariah maybe belongs on that list, but or Amber, but I would have Kenny at number sixteen. 
Um, and that's because, you know, the gap between the best guys and the worst guys is just bigger than the gap between the best and worst girls, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Amber's probably the worst girl unless you're running and then it's Anissa. Um, but, like, I don't know. Amber could beat Nani any given Sunday, so to speak. Uh, so, I don't know. It's... It is, as you say, it's a pretty good group right now. It's it's a yeah. pretty high level. It's such and, an advantage for Fessy because there's also a gap between Fessy and Mariah, right? True. That you're just starting with. That's you right. know what I mean? So. I don't understand why he got to pick first either. That doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't tell if he just like strong armed her into that or what. Um, but that was weird to me. Also, can I say should have been Snake, right? Like it should have been Snake. It, uh, the second person should have got the second and third picks. You right. know what I mean? Agreed. But also can we just talk briefly about the challenge in this week's episode, the second episode we watched? Um, sure. You know, they're hand fighting on top of a bridge. So I like my, th- my immediate thought for, especially for Mariah's team was you, like, get off your feet right away. Do you think they told them they had to stay standing? I don't. Cause then I- if they didn't, this is all. Uh, I can't believe that neither Jordan nor Devin try to get low. No slide tackle, man. Run right at them and slide tackle them and kick their legs. Oh, like I was shocked that nobody just like went in or even dive into their legs, but like get on the ground. It's harder to push you off and it's easier to get at the destabilizing of the bigger person. I like, kinda, if you're I, huge... I feel like that just no one thought of that strategy. That's kind of what I... Like, I don't know. I could be wrong, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. But I was, like, yelling at the TV, and then at the end I was like, they must have... Maybe they told them they couldn't do it or something because I couldn't believe not one person... Like, literally every single matchup, Mariah's team was at a size disadvantage, pretty much. Right. right? I, kept that, some, kept, I kept saying, get low, right? You got to right. get low. Right? None That's of them the, just dove for the legs, not once. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was shocked yeah, that that, that didn't weird. happen. God, I, I I don't know, though. I don't know what strategy gets Fessy off that platform at the end of the day. Well, no, that that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And once you do that once or twice, it might not work as many. But at least you might not have gotten beat like 7-1 to one or whatever it was. <laughs> it was just, that was just sad. I also feel like a little bit, you know, right, in the NBA, when you see these guys, when they take the egregious rest like the Nets did the other the night where like they rest their top eight yep. guys or whatever, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. They call that a scheduled loss, right? totally. and I feel yeah. like I feel like the challenge producers sometimes put some schedule losses in there. Like they know, hey, we're gonna do an event this week where where this one team has a huge advantage. Like they're not yeah. dummies. So no, I mean I think that you know it might uh, that might happen by coincidence or more because they don't necessarily know how the teams are gonna split out. Um, and honestly, I think we can probably agree if the producers knew the teams were going to split out like this, they might have handled it differently. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, On the other hand, the game could totally change in terms of, you know, the style of challenges and competitions to, to favor the yellow team more. And, I, you know, someone pointed out, it might even have been Nelson, that, like, you probably shouldn't rule out being paired back with your ride or die at some point. And then did you watch to the end of the credits? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about that. So, so. let's get to that. Uh, the, because we talked about 
Kenny getting sent home, but he did not get sent home. Right. He got sent to – it's been a while, so I feel like, since we had the uh, – like the house. Redemption House, yes, exactly. And they didn't say that exactly, but like he's hanging out somewhere, and and it's unclear what he'll be doing. But we do know that he is still, his ultimate fate is still attached to his ride or die. So I think that gets back to what you said about the twist that like the twist shakes it up and makes it tricky, but you're still going to end up competing against people who are not your ride or die, right? Because you're competing within your own team, and you are going to still be tied in some way or another to your ride or die's fate. Yes. So I guess it has to gonna have to be both pairs have to be eliminated for you for you to go home, essentially. Maybe. Right? Maybe. So. Yeah. But again, like it wasn't even totally clear. And it's not no. totally clear like what will determine whether Kenny gets another chance to actually get back in the game. But it definitely like as much as they unpaired them the season is still right. about that connection. They, right. They sort of half-ass repaired them, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I, I like that they're, that they're dropping a little bit of a of a twist. Because it did. this one definitely, I felt like, did need a mid-season twist. So, it did. It did. Uh, I think we can say now, though, right, that Fessy has control of this game. Yes. I think we can. I, I don't. Um, right. And, so it's obviously it's going to take Mariah's team winning a few to change that. I think. I mean, I it's at least going to take them winning one because I think they always have to win next week, right? Yeah, plucking these these people off anymore, it's going to get ugly. I think. Well, right, and I mean, uh, th- here's the one thing: it, it it might not take a couple of weeks because if they win one time, the other thing that we didn't mention about Fessy's team is. If they lose, it's going to be mayhem. You've got a very clearly split team, right? With Fessy and Casey and Nelson and then Bananas and Anissa and Tori and who knows where Chauncey or Olivia is going to end up standing. Like, it's going to be very messy on Fessy's team if they do lose. And who gets eliminated? Like... I would not put it past them to eliminate one of their better players. Um, yeah, no, I think that I think that's true. I think that you're right. Like that, there, there's going to be an impetus from somebody to take a shot, right? Right, and you there's also I mean? just there's like, like we said, Kenny was an obvious weak spot, and if if the yellow team was functioning properly, Kenny was always going in, and they were always going to to defeat him and have a stronger team. I'm not sure there's anyone on Fessy's team that eliminating them would make the team stronger. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I couldn't think who that would be. Yeah, I mean maybe Anissa, but again, that's only if you're like sprinting. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't even think people really comment Anissa like that anymore. You know what I mean? I think they, I think the people in the game understand what she does well and what she doesn't. Yeah, I I, you know? I tend to agree, especially the people who are left here. Most of them know her very well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating rest of the season for sure. Um, can can I give you my burns from this week? I would love to have your burns from this week, even though I did not <laughs> write down any burns. I've been 
traveling and uh, distracted, but I, I am excited to hear what burns you chose because I do remember a good number of good burns. Johnny Bananas right at the beginning um, talking about watching Fessy bask in the glow of this team that he put together is kind of like watching Fessy walk by any reflective surface. That was pretty <laughs> incredible. And then they had Fessy like preening in front of the camera. It was pretty great. <laughs> Just fantastic. And then, I mean, look, we, we got to protect Devin at all costs. Because yep. he's such good television. He's so good. He he had like three or four ITMs that were absolutely incredible and like laugh out loud funny in the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah, for sure. And then, but him hearkening back to as Nelly once said, and yeah. then they showed the clip of about the size of the fight of the yeah. dog. It's not the so- It's not the bark in the dog. It's the dog in the bark. What? <laughs> what did he just say? Like just, just bringing that up and letting it happen. Was That's the second time he's got him like that too. Because then, yeah. like two weeks ago, he was like, as Nelson would say, "We're getting down to the needy greedy," and then yeah. Nelson said it in an ITM. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, uh- <laughs> I mean, Devin is he's one of a kind, and I have really, I have grown to really appreciate him because, like. And maybe in retrospect, it was a good move, but he really came on the show going absolute full dickbag to, like, make his mark, right? And I think over time, he has both mellowed and also just, like, understands better when to bring out the dickhead and when not to. And I just think he he's also gotten better physically. Like, he's an example of someone who really worked his way into being a high-level challenge competitor. Yep, I would really like to see Devin win someday, and I, you know, I wouldn't mind. I, I don't know if the, it's it's not shaping up right now, like this is his season, but we will we will certainly see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, he is in a he's in an interesting spot right now because I was actually very surprised that. I mean, look, Horacio Kenny is exactly what you would have expected and wanted, but when they were talking about taking the big shot and they were talking about Devin being a bigger shot than Horacio, I was surprised. Yeah, I think that's the that's the vet and the experience, and I think it's also looking at that team and understanding that they're the uh, the experience is basically coming from two places, right? right. I mean, and I, I am want a challenge, but like that doesn't it, count. And and it's not only the experience coming from two places, that being Jordan and and Devin. It's also just that I think it's a team that is likely to have to rely on its guile to win and Devin brings as much of that as anybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but man, you know, Horacio continues to impress. He is so good. He is so good. <laughs> and I think it's good to have one of those, like, I'm just going to play straight up and win characters on this show. It's like a foil for all the subterfuge. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. When, <laughs> when someone was suggesting to him that he needed a politic, yeah, and he was like, I just don't <laughs> really do that. Break out knives. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He looked what? so uncomfortable. The convince them of things? Oh, no. I'm just going to stay over here. Throw me in if you need to. <laughs> he really is impressive, though, I got to say. He is. He is. As long as he's not losing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, uh, hell of a season. Hell of a season so far. Hell of a. I mean, like, 
I, if I'm not mistaken, the episode prior did not have an elimination, right? Like, when was the last time we had a, uh, an episode with no elimination where we were yeah, like, they had the vote instead of the elimination, and yeah, we were. I I know I was totally happy with that. Um, yeah. So nope. yeah, no, you're right. That does not happen very often. I I, I really do think this has been a, a wonderfully executed season on almost every level so far. I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah, good, good for them. Good for them. Like I said, I am a little suspect about it, it slipping from the ride or dies concept, but clearly they've they've left the door open for it to come back. So I'll... yeah, something is still going to happen with that. I'm quite sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of uncomfortable situations, I made you watch George and Tammy. You did uh, on Showtime. But in your uh, defense, um, you uh, only made me watch one. Well, um, and here's why: because when you, when we talked about it. You were like, I hate country music. And I'm like, I don't think there's going to be that much country music. And it was 50% just people singing country music. (laughs) And I watched the first one. I'm like, oh, man, this is a lot of country music. It is so (laughs) much country music. And listen, to each their own, I don't need to go on a tirade about why country music sucks, but it does, and I don't want to watch it. You don't need it because it's self-evident, right? It's just self-evident that country music sucks. I thought I think it is, but apparently not. Apparently, people love it. But like <laughs> watching this, it's so clear how sucky it is. Like the music, it's 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 the blues with all the good parts taken out. That's what country music <laughs> is. It's white ass blues, and it sucks. Um, I, look, I I agree with every little bit of, of what you've said about country music um, and its presence and its general annoyingness, and yet I did not find the show. To be annoying at all, despite the fact that I think it's fairly obsessed with the musicality and songcraft uh, uh, of of the main characters, right? You know See, what I mean? It's so. song, it's Rafi level songcraft. But I <laughs> look, I just it, you're right. It the the acting and the the way it's shot are so intriguing that if it hadn't been Literally, more than 35% of the screen time is just people singing. Like, they play whole songs. Who does that? (laughs) The Sex Pistols documentary didn't do that, and their songs are a minute and a half long. I will say, Jessica Chastain, I'm pretty sure that's her singing, right? Like, she's kind of crushing it. They both sound like country music people. I don't know. It's hard for me to even, like, I I can't get past how bad the songs are. So it's just, I, I don't. I don't know what to say about this, except like if you love country music, I'm sure you'll love it because there's a lot of country music in it. And the acting is really excellent. And and Jessica Chastain in particular, singing aside, I think is doing an incredible job. Um, there's a ton of fun character actors around the edges. The, the, the Tim yeah, Blake Nelsons it, of the world. They have loaded this thing up with... Uh... With it's a, it's a deep bench character. Actors. It is, and Michael Shannon's great too. I just don't care and don't want to listen to the music. So there's no way I'm going to watch more of this. Like I don't so care about not, these you people. Did, you, you did not take me up on a second episode. I've I've, I've it's fair to I say because I did. I did. Oh, you did. I did not. No, no, no. Oh, you did. Okay. I did not watch a second episode. And and again, I probably would have if not for all the music. But it was just so much. It really was so much. I was sitting, like, bored and annoyed for so much of this. Just like, can we get back to the story, please? (laughs) I have a feeling there's less music as we go subsequently. Because there's only so many songs, right? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. 
again, when you write Rafi songs, you can write them ad infinitum. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to like Rafi songs. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I just, I just, I just can't with the country, and I don't want to be in. So I obviously I'm not doing a good job. I don't want to just insult a style of music that tons of people like. And and I do. again, I get no problem with it. Come, come at me. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just, it's just bad, and it's tough to listen to for me. Oh man. Um, and but you know, like I can't said, help I... but think of like this all leads to Toby Keith singing about a red solo cup. Like, you know, why is this a good thing? I don't, I don't think it does. I don't think it does lead there. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, ultimately it may not be in the show, but ultimately that's where this stuff leads. That's what I'm saying. Like and that, and that's in my head. Is it, it leads or is that just a sad part of the road that we got to travel down? I don't know, man, but that's the thing is if you're like, if, they're novelty songs. If you're singing White Lightning and hiccuping in the middle of your chorus, like, yeah, it does lead to Toby Keith drinking from a red solo cup and telling me about it. And I don't need to hear about any of that. Uh, I would rather listen to gibberish lyrics than country music lyrics for the most part. Oh, I thought some of the Tammy, Tammy Wynette lyrics were good. Some of them. Some Again, of them. they're fine, but it's like the... The best country lyrics are the are like the equivalent of the worst pop lyrics, where mm. it's just like, like very simple, basic. I loved him, and then we got a divorce. I like her early feminist vibe. That's, a, that's a I do like that. And again, Jessica Chastain's doing work. Um, I get why people would like this. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, yes, and in fact, uh, Chastain and Michael Shannon both do their own vocals. Are you going to continue watching it, you think? Um, I do think that I will continue watching it. Um, but I'm just, I'm, if I don't, I think it'll just be because there's maybe too many other things. There are um, so many I, things. There's so many things that I have not finished, and I'm just trying to like yeah. wrap up a bunch, which is why I didn't watch Pinocchio this week. So we'll, we'll have to I'm get to that. I'm upset about that because I have a lot to say about Pinocchio. I'm, I apologize. Um, you did watch oh, Slow Horses, though, right? I did watch Slow Horses. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about Slow Horses because it is exactly what you uh, got in season one. Yeah. It's what you're going to get in season three, four, and five. Like <laughs> this is what this show is. Yep. Uh, I'm totally here for it. I'm. Th- there's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to finish Slow Horses. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Did you? How many did you watch? Uh, I watched the first two. Oh man, episode three opens with a bang. Uh, I I only made it about halfway through the third episode, but I actually think it's better than season one, if only because we didn't have to bother with all the setup. You know what I mean? It's yeah. right into the spy stuff, and I do think this show presents the spy stuff in a in a pretty unique way like in a way that it just isn't quite like any other spy shows we we watch and i i love it um yeah it's it's lovable i mean you got great characters stories well done it's it's all of those things all those things were present in season 1 as well yep. uh the you know the acting is good uh there's some great set pieces and it's you know it's it's well made, not uh, not difficult television. No. I mean, I guess some of the machinations of the spy plot, you know, require a little thought. But I guess, but that, not really. I mean, it's mostly about the 
interpersonal relationships between all these people as much as it is it's like the 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 spy stuff is sort of draped along the top of it right and it's i think it's a good they do a good job but it's almost secondary in a way to like the relationship between divisions of an agency and the relationships between all the people here and i'm i I am really here for it and look man i don't know if gary oldman's the greatest guy in the world but this part was made for him yeah yeah he is just the like it's a very specific dude jackson lamb that he's playing in this show and he is just perfect for it yeah how about Graham Yost, too, as an executive producer, right? Like, this does not have, like, a similar sort of justified vibe where you can just watch the watch them just do this for years and years and years and know that it's going to be consistently entertaining. Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe even more so because it's a little more ensemble as great as, as great as Gary Oldman is. Like, justified relied on the charm of Timothy Oliphant at all times, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of Walton Goggins. And, no, you're and, right. You're right. But to me, still, it's so I kept tracks Margo Martindale happening in there. I'm not and, saying there weren't great performances. I'm saying everything so specifically revolved around who Timothy Oliphant was as a character in a way that I don't know if I would say that about this. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you know, Liam is at the center of a lot of this. You know what I just learned um, is that the theme song – I just assumed that was some Rolling Stones song they found there, but it's actually written originally for the show. And it is Mick Jagger. And it is Mick Jagger. Yeah, they got Mick wow. Jagger. So. I did not know that. I, that's so funny because I was thinking about that. I was like, that sure sounds like Mick Jagger, but I don't oh, know. definitely Mick Jagger, yeah. I'm like, oh, I just figured they just found some Stones song. Right, you know I don't I mean? know that. But I was like, how, is there, how do they find a, a Stones song I've never heard in my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that makes sense. I don't know. There's definitely some Stone songs I have not heard in my life. Those guys made a lot of songs. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I suppose you're made right. a lot of songs. But how often does TV use songs you haven't heard? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. particularly if you if, if you could. I mean, I wasn't thinking Mick Jagger solo, but if you're throwing his solo career into like, that's I probably heard five percent of his solo output. You know what I mean? That's a fair point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, slow horses. Good times. <laughs> really good television show. A good a good way to spend an afternoon. I I say this, man. They don't, you know, they don't step up to the plate very often. They're low volume shooters, but uh, but the efficiency on Apple TV Plus is pretty. It's pretty strong, man. They really do quite well. I I, I think we I think we agree on that. Like they and they, even their misfires usually have stuff. You know what I mean? Like the morning show is like. I don't know. Like it's it's extremely watchable. It's hard not to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's problematic. You know what it's I mean? Problematic, and I, I think in a lot of ways just bad, but also very difficult to turn off. Yeah. And if that's the worst you're doing, then I think your your streaming service is doing pretty well. I don't know how the economics work when you only have like one show a month, but I think the economics work that you are Apple. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> that's true. Works. The economics work no matter what. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, okay, well, if we need this to be a loss leader, then so be it. Or sell a few more phones. Um, all right. I think that's, that covers it for this week, right? So um, we're going to come back and do best of 2022 um, on next week's broadcast. And then get you ready for 2023 with Pinocchio and uh, a few <laughs> other things. Films. And some other films. A lot of films dropping all of a sudden. 
Yeah, I feel like this is like a last minute, last ditch effort to create pre-Oscar buzz for films that were in the theaters and nobody went to see. Yeah, although I mean, there's a fair amount of stuff too that I feel like was the films that were in the theaters three months ago or or six weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but it is also uh, Oscar season, right? Oscar eligibility season. So yes, it is. Uh, I imagine there's going to be some some stuff in the theaters that uh, are kind of going for that. Uh, uh, last chance at the brass ring um as well so uh we'll we'll figure all that out and kind of kind of give you a little schedule homework after we do uh, best of next week next week best of can't wait makes the homework portion of the podcast very easy <laughs> it's gonna take me a long time to come up with these lists you still gotta watch damn pinocchio though it's not gonna be on your list i'm pretty confident yeah fair enough i don't i don't even know how i'm gonna do movies this year because you know it's a weird year it's a weird. It's a weird year to just go out and to watch movies. At so. this point, what isn't you know? Oh, and <laughs> you know what? Before we go, uh, any quick World Cup thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm one. I'm gonna really miss the damn thing when it, it when has it, been fun. Now that we've like you know, it's it, it's in your life every day. Well, and uh, this you know, mm-hmm. sometimes the timing is weird, but with games starting early in the morning and just continuing into like the early afternoon this was a pretty excellent timing window for for the world cup yeah i mean i think it'll be interesting when we go back to it summer one and with the games happening mostly in the evening right that um yeah it's tricky but i i do think summer is better in general because you know trying to navigate uh football and football sunday was was tricky but um, <laughs> i i but i i do love you know it's it's also a gamble because you don't want them in the middle of the night but when they start at like 7 a.m and go till one it's excellent were you surprised that uh, uh, football did not crush football no i was not i was not surprised i was a little bit and i think it helps i think this is maybe if there's one positive about fox having this world cup (laughs) it's that you know what i mean like yeah. that the uh that they were really to able to use football as a platform for food to, to you know yeah, to, well, not just that but also just their normal programming in a way that maybe others haven't in the, like fox is going to push whatever fox has right so i'm sure yeah. when people were watching you know whatever fire department drama is on fox they were getting world cup commercials and i i think it broadened the audience legitimately yeah, and I do think that they they certainly moved some Sunday windows around a couple of times just to accommodate the World Cup stuff that they needed to do, which is, you know, clearly would not have happened if, like, say, CBS had had this tournament. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, uh, so good on them for that. Uh, I would direct you to there was a fantastic article in the Guardian about the quality of Fox's coverage that I just is I would I would strongly recommend you reading. Um, because it is a just a fantastic takedown. I bet there um, were some good burns of the week in that article. Yeah, yeah. If you're Landon Donovan, you may, maybe don't read it. Um, but, uh, but if you're me and Landon Donovan is a smear on Mother Earth, then yes, you it. will very much enjoy it. <laughs> it's not much kinder to Clem Dempsey, I'll say though. Well, um, at least but, they didn't put him in in a put him on a game like. Clint is just a guy from Nagadocious, Texas, who can talk a little bit about soccer. He's not as like pontificatorily obnoxious as Alexi Lawless, and he's not as just 
God, Landon Donovan's puffed up chest makes me want to vomit. But I think Clint has a chance to be good. Actually good. He's not good right now. I'm not saying he's good, but no, I, I agree. He but to me on, on champions he has opinions and he's not afraid. And then and he's got a little charisma too. And I think you can nurture that out in him where he I can be a, a Barkley like figure in this sport. That's right. So. I think Clint needs to learn to be a broadcaster. Those other yeah. guys need to be taken off TV. <laughs> I didn't hate Maurice Adu You will either, get Lexi Lawless on TV with your team. <laughs> you're you're going to have to drag him off. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, oh, God. It, it is what it is. Look, he, Alexi Lawless at least is trying to play the heel, right? And so, like, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I okay. think, uh, yeah, he very much is like, we don't have a Skip Bayless in this sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he's very intentionally trying to fill that role. And part uh, of the problem is that no one wants to engage with him. So, like... Well, as it turns out, the rest of the world isn't interested in a Skip Bayless. And, no, And maybe not. maybe American soccer fans aren't either. The rest of the world has a Skip Bayless. His name is Pierce Morgan, and wow, everyone hates him, yeah. right? And they, yeah. <laughs> and they all ignore him, so it's great. Um, anyway... Uh, Fox's coverage has been rough uh, in, in in spots for sure. I Both, don't mind the main uh, crew though with Stu Holden. Yeah, no, Stu's been fine. And uh, look, I I'm also pro John Strong uh-huh. um, uh, because I think it's good. I, look, I think having an American voice is a good thing. And and I agree. He's a full time soccer guy. You I know agree. what I mean? And he's so, perfectly good. Ian Dark is the best. But I think if you actually want to grow the sport in America, you have to stop making it feel foreign to people in Iowa who turn their TV on hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, and I think Strong's perfectly competent. So, yeah. um, yeah. Anyway, um, I also think it's pretty amazing that we come down to this thing and there's a, it, like you get to the final and it's a legit pick em Vegas game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Except did em. you see like Benzema might be back? Yeah. Except I, <sighs> that to me, I that, that, that changes the pick'em situation a little bit. I mean, maybe not much. It's not like Giroux has been anything other than awesome, but yeah. But still, that guy is arguably the best striker in the world right now. And yes, in, in any other team, you know what I mean. Like if this is Ben, if this is Real Madrid in the Champions League final, and they're like, right. "Oh, we get Benzema back," I'd be like, "Great." I mean, but, honestly, if it was if it was Argentina getting Benzema back, yeah, it would be but, a bigger deal. On this one France team where there's the real possibility that everyone hates him, I'm not sure that having Benzema back is, is yeah. You know, I mean, like, it was real touch and go whether he was going to be involved in this at all. So, and, that, and obviously, like, this guy's the best player in the world. So that tells you a lot about how they feel about him to begin with. And now... Yeah. I think that they've gotten past that. I haven't heard a lot of noise about Benzema uh, during this tournament, but then again, he's been away from the team for a while. So who right. knows? Who and knows? I, I don't know. Uh, but, my guy, my guy was in a black male scandal involving a teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's, I uh, didn't even know about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Um, wow. So it, yeah, like there's a lot of like France has some drama. And that, if there's one thing that would undo them, it would be that. Or it could just be the magic of, of Lionel Messi, who... I mean... You, you watch that semifinal, and you're like, that's a guy who can taste it, right? Who can taste his life's ambition he laid out before him. putting it all out there. Like, that... Look, a lot of great athletes, a lot of the greatest athletes find that one 
late career run, and this is it for him. I'm, whether they win or not, this is it for him. The way, the way he bamboozled that dude on the way to his assist in the semifinals. That dude, and not just that dude. No, one that of the best guy, defenders in the world. Yeah. Like the one of the talks of the tournament, certainly going to be one of those guys that's probably in line to make a crap load of money on the way out. You know, yes. and, like a great center back, an elite so, defensive player, all over him, and he just shrugged him off like it yeah. was nothing. Cut to the cut to the goal line and played a perfect ball that like he made it look easy, but he's playing a pass through traffic to the goal mouth. That it was. I mean that's why the, that's literally why they call it the beautiful game. It was yeah. unbelievable to watch. I've watched that replay easily thirty times, and it it just it feels as much as France is the better team. I think they are. It it, it feels like time, man. It just it feels like this is the one. And what an incredible way to end an international career for arguably the greatest of all time. Yep. You know, and look, if it goes the other way. Is is you know, defending a World Cup is really really rare. That's it. It's it that's never it. happens, basically. Yeah. And by the way, like another entrant in the potential greatest of all time category is just beginning his career for that team. So it's going to be great either way. I just hope it's a good game. Um, and I'm not going to lie, there is part of me that just wants to see Messi get it. Yeah, of course. I'm. I openly want to see Messi get it. But you know, like you said, Kylian Mbappe to have two World Cups at 23. Unreal. Yeah. And some of the stuff he's done in both of these World Cups is just as insane as some of the stuff Messi does. So, you know, it's pretty amazing that these two guys are club teammates and that they still can't win a damn Champions League. (laughs) By the way, with one of, with another one of the best players in the world. So, so yeah, it's, 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 you know, football's a funny game. You know what I mean? And by the way, that's not even the best league in the world that they're playing in with those three guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, they win that with league every year for sure. So it's for them. It's all about the other thing. Um, you know, I I, I did also want to say uh, take a moment uh, to just acknowledge uh, the passing of Grant Wall, who um, yeah. uh, is just was the leading American voice on soccer. And you know, I never obviously never thought he was a bad person, but I learned so much about what just what a genuinely good person. Yep. Um, he was, and the number of people, including people I know, like just in my life, like not, you know, you know what I mean, like not reading, you know, not talking to the press or whatever, just telling me about their personal stories with Grant yeah. Wall. It was just like, wow, like here is a consistently good and uh, generous person who a was also really, man. Committed. yeah, yeah, and so. who was deeply committed to growing the game of soccer as well, and and uh, you know, the the. Obviously, the circumstances around it were at first somewhat curious as well. Like the whole thing was an it was an unpleasant episode, and it's it is a it's a tragedy for the game of soccer. In addition to obviously for the Grant and the Wall family, I it made me feel terrible. Yeah, uh, you know, and it also left a little hole for me. Like he was his podcast was the first thing I would listen to uh, at the end of a day. You know what I mean? Like to just know what was going on in the World Cup, and you know. Uh, I subscribed to a Substack and all you know all that stuff, so I'd be like, you know, reading his dispatches from, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go find some new places to to find this stuff out at, and I'm just, I don't know, you know, for a guy, yeah. he's our age yeah. and yeah, uh, well, seemingly really healthy and married to a doctor, and just, yeah, just a bummer, total bummer. I don't know if he's my so. age, but 
sorry, he's my age. He's he's <laughs> one year older than me. So <laughs> I see what you did there, and I didn't like it. Uh, all right. Uh, yes, R.I.P. Grant Wall. Very very sad, and uh, you know, best to his family and everybody. Um, I am starting to receive texts from my wife saying that my father who was visiting decided to cook a bunch of banana peppers and the entire house is being poisoned with uh like pepper steam um but i can't go help them anyway because i have the COVID, uh and i'm sequestered in my (laughs) sequestered in my little studio and i'm gonna sleep in our little like storage room in the backyard tonight just to try not to infect my wife and children that's that's the state of things that the Kolsky household. Have we, have we, did we just find COVID upside? Is that what just happened? No comment. I will say this. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, th- there is really no upside to this because it, it, it torpedoed a whole weekend of plans uh, specifically involving my wife going somewhere. Like it's a whole disaster, but oh, I'm sorry to hear it that. really sucks. But, but I will say there, there are two things. One, like as a parent of two kids under four, there are worse things than quarantine. Um, and this is the other thing. And this is very weird. This is the second time I've tested positive for COVID. Um, I think it's the third time I've had it. But the first time was so early in the process, we weren't even testing. Um, there is, and it makes me feel guilty, but there is a little bit of like a feeling of validation when you see the line come up for positive. Just because like, I feel like garbage, man, you know, and <laughs> it, it, you know why. it is so, right. It's there's something about the whole like COVID process. I'm not it's all bad. I wish it didn't happen. But there is something about like seeing the positive test. There's almost like a relief or a validation of like, OK, I am. My body is being destroyed from the inside. I'm not just like a, a sad baby. Um, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I'd rather not have it. Is the bottom line. Not a sad baby. At the end of the day. <laughs> no, I mean I am a sad baby, but but in this particular case, uh, justified. This uh, conversation is going to haunt me as I uh, uh, take a test. Hopefully, thirty minutes from now, when I'm home and it's not snowing. Fingers crossed. I'm gonna I'm gonna send happy uh, disease-free thoughts in your direction, and we'll talk next week for our best of. All right. Sounds good. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.